0: Hello and welcome to the No Room for Doubt podcast. My name's Kyra Matthews. I'm a manifestation obsessive and I help creatives and independent business owners overcome self-doubt and anxiety so they can build thriving businesses online. So let's get into it. Hello friends, welcome to another episode of the No Room for Doubt podcast. I have got one of my favorite kinds of episodes here for you. We're talking to a previous client of mine, and so what is fun about this episode actually is, Maria, I'm going to give you a second to introduce yourself in a moment, but Maria's been a long-time listener of the show, and the podcast is how sh- she got involved with my world, got involved with this You know, I think you were already interested in mindset stuff before, but it's a full circle moment from listening to the podcast, joining Suck to Unstoppable, working with me, achieving your 90 day goal. And now here you are sharing your story, sharing your wisdom.
1: I absolutely love your podcast. So like you said, I've been a long time (laughs) listener. I'm obsessed. Um, And actually, fun fact, in my previous job, I used to have to listen to podcasts and edit them or take out anything which was offensive before it was published. So, I mean, I never in a million years thought that I would actually be on one, um, which is why I was a bit nervous to begin with. Can you introduce yourself? Sure. So, I'm Maria Janu. I'm a commercial lawyer uh, in the tech, media, and innovation space. And in my spare time, I love sports, I love art, I love expressing myself through art. And just hanging out with friends and having a good time. Amazing. That was so beautiful.
0: That's so fun. I didn't actually know that about you at all. Fun fact, Maria is actually joining us with a sore throat. So (laughs) she's going to do her best to speak really loud. But she's nursing a sore throat and she still came on the show for us today. So Thanks Maria.
1: <laughs> You're so welcome. I'm excited to be here and hopefully hopefully you can hear me okay. Amazing.
0: So actually since I have you here, doing a podcast is really fun because you put all this time and energy and effort into making content, but you very rarely hear any feedback. The only feedback I get is from downloads and people and like numbers going up and down. So I'd love to know before you start we started working together what attracted you about the podcast?
1: I mean, it was so relatable. It was really juicy. Like, you really get into the nitty gritty of things. And I love everything mindset related. So, I have a psychology degree. Oh my um, gosh,
0: I didn't know that.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, I love, I'm
0: slightly jealous of that.
1: <laughs> I love all things mindset related. And I also love that you're vulnerable and you give your opinion on things. And those are the podcasts that I'm really drawn to.
0: Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. So Marie and I worked together and Stuck to Unstoppable and we worked on your 90-day goal, which you smashed. Uh, Really fun because you achieved it right before our last session, which was awesome. Do you want to share with everyone what your 90-day goal was and why you picked that goal?
1: Yes. So the company I was working for, the tech company, had just closed down. And I was looking for a new job as a lawyer. I loved my old job and I wanted something that I was really going to enjoy. Um, so that was my goal, basically, to get a new job that I loved as much as the last one.
0: And can you tell me, before you joined Start To Unstoppable, where were you in terms of your thoughts about your job, because you had the desire to get a job. But I think that every time we set a goal, we have like different obstacles. So we can have mindset obstacles that are in our brain, we can have skill obstacles, and like logistical obstacles. So can you just share a bit about like, what made you set this goal and decide, okay, I'm going to need coaching support to move through it?
1: Well, actually, I think the funny thing is, I knew I was going to get a job It's one of those things. And I remember in one of the sessions you saying, well, it's inevitable, it's going to happen. Right. And I find that so interesting because I really think that that's how we should treat all of our goals. Like we should just believe that they're inevitable, that they're going to happen. So this is something that we all think about getting a new job. If we lose a job, we just think, "Okay, well, it's just a matter of time. But we don't always think that with all of our goals, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. There's a really well known entrepreneur called Tom Billieu. You may have heard of him. He's sort of like, Love him. Currently taking over the world. Um, Yes. He says, You've got to want your goal or need it as much as you need air, which sounds really Mm -hmm. extreme, but actually, that's how you should see your goals. Um, So I don't think I came to you because I didn't think I would get a job. I came to you for so many more reasons and everything you do is transferable. So I know that I can take everything away for any other goal I'm doing, which is amazing. And I think I mentioned to you recently, and, and you've mentioned this as well, investing in yourself is the best thing that you'll ever do. You know, you're in charge of your own life. You you steer the ship if you like. So for me, it's an incredible investment. And really beneficial and, and lots of people don't realize that but actually it's huge yeah
0: totally i really appreciate that and it's so interesting that you say about cuz i know i said it <laughs> but about investing in yourself and it being the best thing because i think about how much money i've spent to to be the kind of not even to have the things i have but to be the kind of person that can do the things that i do and it's like I would pay that money 10 times over. I mean, in terms of investing in myself, I feel like I'll, I personally will always have a coach. I'll always be wanting to learn something and do something. And it's kind of like I hear people stru- tell me that they're struggling with their goals. And I'm like, why aren't you getting the support that you need? Why are you waiting? Like, let's get going. Let's Absolutely. Do it's
1: fascinating that people don't see that because it's not tangible, Like buying a handbag, Mm. for example, people don't necessarily see the value in it. But of course, it it changes your whole life. And if you're the one in charge of your life and you're the one in charge of making money in your relationships, it makes complete sense that this is your best investment. Yeah, totally. Totally.
0: So let's talk about your 90 day journey because I swear it's like my favorite thing. 90 day goals they're so predictable. You start at point A, you don't have the thing, you just have an idea of the thing and then you get to point B, you have the thing, you are the person who achieves the goal. What was it like for you? What were your challenges when you were starting on point A?
1: I had so many challenges so I think one of the main ones was the concept of failing and failure. That was a huge thing for me. And so I've really learned that instead of being scared of it, or waiting for it to happen, you really taught me that that's something that I should do on purpose. So it's failing on purpose. And like you said, our, I had achieved the 90 day goal just before our last session, which was a really uh, fortuitous moment. And I remember you turned that into a celebratory call, which was amazing. And you said something which blew my mind, something which should be very simple. But I mean, I couldn't believe it. So you said to me, how are you going to celebrate? Because you've, you've been, you know, you've experienced a lot of failure in a very short period of time. And I thought, wow, that's so true. I spent this time getting to my goal quickly. So I was able to achieve my goal and get exactly where I wanted to go. And that meant that I had to fall flat on my face a few times, which is what happens to everyone. So, yeah, that was brilliant. That was mind blowing. And I realized in that moment that I should be celebrating this and I should show myself that compassion and that love. For going through that difficult time yeah
0: how did you end up celebrating
1: I think I mentioned to you that um, I normally celebrate with cake so that's my excuse for eating oh. cake so I love it anything if I can find a reason to celebrate I will so I associate cake with celebrations but I've not done anything huge I've just sort of done things that I really enjoy like take myself out to the cinema yeah. meet with friends really just like wholesome and fun things
0: I think I saw you go to Brighton as well. I did. I didn't imagine that, did I?
1: I did. It was amazing. So I met up with a friend for lunch and then I spent the rest of the day on my own on the beach. It was so nice.
0: Like, I have to say, you are one person that I've met. Like, you know how to live life. Like, you know how to treat yourself. Wait, what star sign are you? Virgo oh okay interesting I don't know much about Virgo but if you were a Taurus I was gonna be like that's why like (laughs) such Taurus energy like knowing how to like luxuriate and treat yourself so well so you brought up a really interesting point of celebrating at the end of the 90 days and I actually encourage you to celebrate whether you achieve your 90-day goal or not because if you're doing your 90-day goal right what you will do is you'll fit in loads of fails, lots of, you know, lots of fails, lots of falling on your face. And you have to recuperate in order to keep on going. I love to compare it to roller skating, like, I would never go roller skating for just like 11 hours, seven days, not sleeping, not eating, just roller skating and skating. Like after I finish a skate, I'm always stretching. I'm cooling down my hips. I'm massaging the um, arches of my feet because they get a little bit sore and really caring for my lower. It's almost like running a marathon. You don't just run to the finish line and then keep on running. You've got to recuperate and you essentially teach your brain that, hey, we may have periods of high intense failure. But, and that's totally okay. Because at the end of it, we're going to recuperate, we're going to love ourselves. And what I found, the reason why I think 90 days works for a goal is because your brain really likes to know, okay, so when is this going to end? What, why, when is this going to be over? Especially if you're doing a lot of scary things, your brain is like, okay, like, I need to see the end point. So it's really important that you rest and celebrate and you really evaluate what happens so that your brain can like
1: ah okay cool we're done yeah I love that and and like you said it's so important to celebrate and and to look after yourself no matter what that's such an important part of it
0: I love to get really vulnerable and really nitty and gritty because I want everyone listening to know that if you're going through failure you're you're absolutely not alone and also nothing has gone wrong if you're trying things and they're not working out. So do you just want to share some of the things that you tried and failed at when you were on your journey?
1: Yeah. Okay, I've got a good one actually. This is quite a funny what well, this is quite juicy. So something else that you taught me, which was really important, was this isn't all about being happy. So life is 50-50. We're not going to be happy all the time, of course. And, you know, achieving your goal is a challenging, difficult thing. And it's not always about being happy. I think I focused on that a bit too much. I had one interview where I thought it went brilliantly. And I never think that about myself. (laughs) <laughs> um and actually there's an author called Vanessa Van Edwards I'm reading her book at the moment it's called cues so it's all okay. about psychology and, and behavior and verbal and nonverbal cues so I'm into all of that stuff anyway and she says sometimes intelligent people fall into the trap of so when they're doing something like an interview or pitching to an investor you've rehearsed your thing not as a script but you've practised what you want to say and you've done it so well that you misread the signs that other people are giving you. Mm. So I was in this interview. It was the best one, in my opinion, that I had ever done. But that's because I was performing um, and I knew my stuff at this point and I had completely failed to read the signals. So if I give you an example, the interviewer was yawning a couple of times And I thought, well, he must just be tired. Look, he's a lawyer. He's been very busy. He's clearly tired. It's nothing to do with me, which I found so funny because actually, I mean, it was to do with me. I just wasn't giving him the answers that he wanted or that he was interested in. But because I was too busy performing my bit, I thought it had gone really well. And I felt great after the interview. I felt really happy. And I I didn't get that job. (laughs) So I found that really interesting um, and something that we discussed in our session was it's not necessarily about me feeling great after an interview or making the interviewer feel great. That's not the point. The point is to show that I can add value to their business. And that really stuck with me. And th- and that's clearly very important.
0: Yeah, that's so fascinating. The idea that you can have rehearsed so much that you miss other people's cues and this is nothing to do with business but it comes up for me in a personal sense where I think that I'm quite extroverted I'm quite social on the Myers Briggs personality test I like my extroversion is like 95% I can chat to a lamppost if I really needed to But I remember like at the beginning of last year, I would go into conversations with people where I'd think, oh, wow, like this is amazing. Like we're really connecting and they wouldn't feel the connection. And what was happening is I was connecting to the version of who I got to be when other people were around. And so I felt all this connection, but all the connection was to myself and not to the other person.
1: That's so interesting. And that's exactly what it is. And the thing is, when, when you are able to pick up on someone else's cl- uh, cues, when you're not over-rehearsed, you can then pivot. You can change the conversation. You can ask that question, is, is what I said okay? You can check in with them and see how they're truly feeling. Yeah. And you can also change your chance of success as well, which yeah, is fascinating. Totally.
0: And I think in order to do that, it comes with like this grounded confidence, right? So I think that our comp- developing our confidence um, comes in stages. We first kind of get to this, like, can I do it? And then it's like, maybe this like rehearsal stage of like, you're like, okay, I'm sure about my stuff. I'm sure about who I am. Now I'm going to take this out into the world. And I guess that's that bit where you, you take yourself out into the world and you connect with yourself so much. And I think this relates to business owner. If you've business owners, if you've been doing a lot of work on yourself and you're like, okay, I'm going out on Instagram, but no one's replying. And it's you're missing all the things on the other side. But the next level of that confidence is, okay. so now I'm sure of myself and now I know what I'm doing and I know how to talk. Can I have the confidence to check in and ask people what they're thinking and where they're at? Can I switch up this conversation and switch up what I'm saying if I notice that someone is disengaging and you know, we're talking about it in terms of like a face-to-face conversation, but also this can be happening on Instagram, in
1: your emails, how you're talking to people, all the things, so interesting. That's exactly it. And it's so fascinating. Like you said, it's it's all about gauging the response and what's happening and, and being able to adapt and flex to your situation. Yeah.
0: Your goal was to get a new job. If I just think back to your journey, some of the things that I found really interesting about coaching with you was your brain done an interesting thing that many of our brains do and it's when we're approaching a new opportunity our brain likes to compare it to things that have have happened in the past if you think about dating you're like you're approaching a new date with a new guy but your brain can't help but think about the other guy who ghosted you and was an absolute jerk and you take that past experience and you project it on to the future And this becomes a hurdle for our goals because we're no longer present in the moment with the people that we're meant to be talking to. We're just reacting to the past. And it's so interesting that we're having this conversation about verbal cues because that can sometimes happen as well. Do you just want to share what your experience was in terms of what had happened at previous law firms that you had worked at and how that was affecting your ability to show up as how you wanted to in interviews? That's
1: a great question. So for me, I did have an experience in a law firm, which wasn't great in the past. And my new job is in a law firm. So I've completely turned a corner in that respect. But you're absolutely right. I did. I used the past and I thought, there's no way I want to go back into a law firm. I had such a bad experience. I didn't enjoy it. Not all of my experiences were bad. I would say 95% were really good. But that one experience really affected me and I wasn't sure whether I wanted to go for that, that goal. I, I did use the past and I did let that affect me. Mm.
0: What about the past did you find challenging? Like, what was your What was your thoughts about the past that created fear for you in the present?
1: I think the main thing was my environment and how I felt in that environment. And it was a bit of a struggle. It was definitely a struggle but when it comes to reaching your goal something that i've realized is that you will struggle either way not to say that the experience is going to be really negative but and that's something that i really leaned into when i thought about applying for a law firm again it was you're going to have the struggle of reaching your goal but if you don't go for it you will also have the struggle The emotional burden and the regret of not going for it and not truly living out your dreams. And that's something that really stuck with me, even on a micro level. So like if you have a newsletter and you don't know which supplier or app to go with, you have to test various routes out. It might be that the first thing you go for doesn't work and you need to go for something else. Um, And that's fine. We're always going to struggle on our journey. But I also think that's the beauty of it, to do something challenging mm. and worthwhile. Um, so I don't know if you know Emma from Bowtie. Yes,
0: love Emma. Shout out Emma. Like, if you're listening to the show, I know you're a fan.
1: <laughs> she's amazing. And actually, she's been um, going off on a bit of a tangent here. She's been teasing her audience. So she's she's doing, she's doing working on a new project um, and she's finding it a bit challenging and she's documenting it. and. When I saw that, I thought, that's the sign of a really clever person who's going to do really well. The fact that she's doing something which is challenging and out of her comfort zone, that's exactly how it should be. Um, and mm. I know that what she's going to produce is going to be amazing. So I've been following her journey, and, and at every point I think, yes, I can see why she's successful and why she will continue to be successful. Yeah, That's
0: so interesting what you're saying. I almost feel like you're saying, and I say this all the time, but I think it's like so beautiful to have it reflected back and hear somebody else saying, but I almost feel like you're saying that our goals are going to be painful just simply because of the nature of setting a goal and coming out of our comfort zone. And yet our brain can create so much drama and our brain thinks it's going to be uncomfortable because we can't do it versus this is just hard it's kind of like here i am talking about roller skating again but it's kind of like i'm right now practicing this spin where you do something where you're, you're like a spread, you do something where you're on two feet. It's called a spread Eagle. You do like a big turn, but then you finish that turn on one foot. So on the front two wheels of one foot and you spin on that one foot and on those front two wheels, it's called a spread Eagle and then a one foot spin. And it's like, you can approach roller skating or any skill as oh my gosh, it's so hard. I'm not good enough. I wasn't good at English at school. I wasn't good at PE. I'm not fit enough. Or you could just say, this is challenging because it's new. And when I'm on my roller skates, I'm always telling myself, you'll love this, Maria, but I'm like, every time I put on my skates, my brain is creating new neuropathways every single time. So I'm just going to like, yeah. So when I go out on my roller skates, I do 20 minute sessions and I just basically try something and I keep on failing and I keep on failing and I fall over and I fall over and I'm like, it's okay. My brain is making n- new neuro pathways. I'm getting n- more muscle memory and eventually I nail the skill. But it's so much easier to hit a goal or to learn a new skill when you're like, just doing this is challenging without all the mental drama of thinking that it's challenging because you're not good enough or because you're not worthy or because you're not deserving that's
1: absolutely it and it's supposed to be challenging but it's funny that we like you said going back to what you said we bring up our past we think well we can't do this it's too hard for us but actually that's just the way it is and as humans we're designed to to go for those challenging things we like that doing easy things Mm. isn't that fun doing mundane easy things if we had to do that every day it wouldn't be very fun
0: last night I was out at dinner with a friend and I was talking to them about something that I've got going on behind the scenes and I was saying how it's going to be it's going to be really challenging. Like, there's going to be a lot of pressure on me if I do this thing. It's going to be great, but it's going to be like, you know, it's really stepping up the game. And they were like, oh, that's fun. You live for that. You live for a bit of pressure. And I was like, wait, what? Really? I love that. I just found it hilarious that they said that. Like, they were like, yeah, you're fine. This is is you.
1: Exactly. It's just part of who you are. Yeah. It's amazing.
0: So... You haven't actually started the new job at your law firm yet, have you?
1: No, I start on Monday.
0: I know that when you achieved your goal, there was something so fascinating as it almost was like a shock to the system where you couldn't believe it for a while. I remember in that last call, even when we were celebrating, it was like your brain was still having, it needed a moment to like settle into this place of I've achieved it and I am this person and I've done it how do you feel about yourself or what are your thoughts about yourself now that you've achieved your goal you're about to start
1: I feel I actually do feel really different if I take you back to the week prior like to our celebratory call I think I remember telling you in that session so imagine the goal the 90-day goal is to reach the peak of a mountain Mm. when I didn't get the previous job I felt like I had fallen to the bottom I felt like I was at square one which wasn't true so my that's what my conscious mind was telling me but my subconscious and my gut was saying actually you're nearly at the peak of the mountain and I remember telling you that I don't know if you remember so there was always trust your gut I think this is another huge lesson so I, I was nearly at the peak and also if you fail at something Not that I like that word. It's just, you know, quote unquote failure. You learn. You're learning something. So you're never back to square one. You may feel like you're at square one, but you're not. So fast forward a week later when I actually achieved that goal. I felt great and I took away all these learnings. So all these learnings about failure and imposter syndrome. You know, I now have those learnings for life. And, and you're right, I couldn't believe it initially, but I have definitely, and I think I've mentioned this to you as well, I've ditched the imposter syndrome. So I know that's something yes. that's, you know, many of us suffer with it. And I think I remember saying in one of our sessions, we don't need imposter syndrome, especially, you know, competent, able women with common sense to have imposter syndrome just in the same way that we don't need plastic in the ocean, right, mm. and that was a wake-up call for me, um, so I've completely ditched that, and actually, I think if you think about it, if you're in a conference room full of people, and someone asks, you know, put your hand up if you've got imposter syndrome, and everyone puts their hand up, I would feel very unsafe in that room, <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, okay, no one feels like they know what they're doing, in an emergency, what's going to happen? Um, I want to be surrounded by people who feel confident in themselves and that doesn't mean that we will always feel that we won't so I want to be that person for other people I want people to feel safe in my hands and feel that they can trust me because I can be trusted so I've got to exude that
0: basically becoming the kind of person that you want to be around becoming your future self
1: exactly that's exactly it and It's all about leaning into my future self. Yeah.
0: I wonder, what would you say when you think about your future goals? Because I know that there's so much you want to achieve. Before we even started working together, I remember we went for a drink and you were talking about sort of like different, you're quite a creative person and you've always had creative outlets and things that you do outside of work that really kind of, that you really enjoy and shape and define who you are. What have you learned from this process that you feel that you can take forward with you onto the future goals that you think you'll set for yourself?
1: So many things. That's such a great question. I mean, I can't list them all now. And I think for anyone listening, you know, like I would encourage them to work with you to, you know, feel the full benefits of that. But definitely one thing is just showing myself compassion and having my own back in those difficult moments, I would encourage that's a huge thing. And I would encourage everyone to do that because in life you will face setbacks and it's just so important to be there for yourself because you are the only person that can be there for yourself day and night. You may have good friends, you may have great parents or, or you may not. But even if you do, they can't be there for you 24-7. So it's important that you trust in yourself, have your own back and keep going.
0: That's something that I've really learned on my 90 day goal. So I've spoken about this before my 90 day goal of creating 25K in 90 days. And as I'm speaking, so much is coming up for me. But one of the key things that I learned in this 90 days is on another podcast shout out R- Rangan Chatterjee. I think I'm pronouncing his name Rangan Chatterjee. Yes, I listen He's to him. the host. Okay. He's amazing, right? Yeah. And he is the host of a podcast called Feel Feel Better, Live More. I think it's called. I hope I'm not getting that mixed up. Or Live More, Feel Better, something like that. I'll put it in the show notes if you want to check it out. And he had a guest on, this therapist, who was talking about how there are different parts of our mind and there's this protector part of our mind who is always trying to protect us. And one of the ways that they do that is in the self-criticism, beating ourselves up so we fail we try something we fail and that protector part notices our emotional pain and rushes in to say you shouldn't have done that you should have done it better you're not doing enough you're not working hard enough look at you you're failing and what I learned in my 90-day goal recently was like just recognizing that protector part and neutralizing it and giving that protector part what it needs to feel love so that the soft inner child version of me can have that space to grow and have that creativity and inspiration to do what it needs to do. It's almost like, instead of just beating yourself up for beating yourself up, go talk to it, understand it. And I feel like that's what you got really good at as you were going through this nice goal day, 90 day goal process.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's such a great point. And Related to that, something else that I learned, and I think I mentioned this as well, there's um, a Little Mix song called Power, and Stormzy's lyrics in that says, There's power in my losses, and there's power in my wins. And I love that, because there is power in your losses. Mm. It doesn't mean you should beat yourself up. There is always something to learn there. And actually I think that's where the most power is. So when something goes wrong, that's where you learn the most about yourself. And you were talking about this as well. That's where all of your hidden insecurities that you don't even realize are there, they surface, they come up and that's your opportunity to deal with them. When you're having a great time in life and everything's going well, those things are not coming to the surface. They're they're, you know, fully stuck inside deep within so when something does go wrong or you do face a challenge that's a beautiful opportunity it's like a magic moment where you can grow and truly deal with those difficult elements
0: maria listening to you i feel so fucking proud of you because when i asked you to come on this podcast you were a bit nervous but you are such a g you're a genius like the way you just put that was so beautiful. I don't think I could even put that that beautiful. So thank you so much for sharing that. Thank
1: you so much. I was so nervous because as lawyers, we're, we're never in the spotlight. It's a, Being a lawyer, it's a back office function. Mm. You're sort of hidden away. You're dressed in dark clothing. Um, <laughs> you don't want to be seen. You're just doing a good job. So coming on here was huge. So thank you so much.
0: Incredible. What would you say to someone who's considering signing up but isn't very cheeky what would you say to that person
1: (laughs) absolutely do it and I think it you know going back to what we said investing in yourself is the best thing that you can ever do and not only does it benefit you in the short term so I think on my feedback form to you I mentioned working with you is like an endorphin fueled workout and a spa for your mind so you know when you like partake in physical activity or you're doing a sport you get that initial high from doing exercise that's exactly how I felt after each session Mm. I was on this huge high and I was able to tackle the week and it was incredible so I had that but also you reap the long-term benefits because what you teach and what we go through is there for life Mm. it's not like a, a physical object which you know might break or go bad or you have to get rid of you know these are lessons that you keep for life honestly it's the best thing you'll ever do
0: I appreciate you saying that it's so true it's yeah I don't have anything else to add to that because I couldn't agree more I want to ask you is there anything that because you've got so much wisdom. And do you know what? I just basically want to give you the mic to like dive into that and to give you that platform. But is there anything on this conversation that we haven't spoken about that you would like to like to explore?
1: I think something else I would say, and this is something that, that you really taught me and, and you challenged me. We had a session where you were asking me questions and I was I felt like I was struggling to answer any of the questions.
0: I didn't know what to say
1: I I was a bit flustered and I was a bit concerned internally I was thinking why can't I answer these questions what's wrong with me and you fully challenged me you said what makes you think this isn't supposed to be hard what makes you think that my other clients are able to answer these questions And wow, that was mind blowing for me. Um, That was amazing. I'm so glad you challenged my thoughts because Mm. I think we're all guilty of thinking, you know, when something doesn't go our way or when it's challenging, we think it's an us problem. That no one else is struggling. It's just me that (laughs) finds this hard. (laughs) Well, actually, I think the reality check is I'm not special. I'm not different. Uh, Maybe the way I do things is different, which is why I am where I am. But we're all the same inside, really. So that was a brilliant lesson. And thank you for challenging me on that. You're
0: so welcome. I remember that. That was right at the beginning. So we had just started, just to clarify for everyone listening. So we had just started. And in the coaching sessions, I asked you some deep questions. Like, we really go there. And if you've got the 90-day journal, you experience that some of the questions are really challenging because you probably won't think like this naturally so I'll ask you questions in order to like get you really curious and to explore your mind and sometimes it's a bit like oh my goodness like I've never like no one's ever asked me that and I remember you saying I think you even said to me oh you said something like oh sorry I just need a or I just need a second or you know I hope I'm doing, I think you said something along the lines of, I hope I'm doing this correctly. And I was like, what do you mean correctly? Like, what are you talking about? The way you do it is the way you're supposed to do it. This is what I love about roller skating is that every single person that you can see that skates really well, they all had the same journey of falling, of failing. And being in the roller skate community, it's so beautiful because you can be somewhere practicing a particular move And you fall over and somebody will come up to you and be like, hey, like if you just move your leg this little way, it'll make it so easy for you. And then you learn everyone's struggled to do this, to achieve this thing that I'm going through. And it gives you such a sense of connection of I don't have to show up and act like I can jump and spin because I can't. Like it gives you this sense of I'm just going to let myself suck. I'm just going to let this be challenging for a little while. Let's go. It's messy. It looks ugly. Absolutely. (laughs) And it's supposed to look that way. That's
1: exactly right. It's supposed to be messy, like you said. And that was definitely my perfectionist mindset Mm. coming through, thinking, why can I not answer this in in 1.5 seconds? Why can't I answer this perfectly, as if I should be doing that every single time, holding myself to that completely unrealistic standard? And I think it's far more important to have that growth mindset and I'm going to quote someone else. I'm going to quote KSI. Who's so that? I really like KSI. So KSI is, he's a rapper, he's a boxer. Oh, he's yeah, I remember. a YouTuber. Yeah. So he's an entertainer and he's brilliant. because uh, The reason I really like him is because he's come such a long way. So he's able to look back at his old work and say, this was rubbish, but now I've improved. And he invites people to laugh at it as well. I love that he's got that sense of humour So he's able to laugh at himself. He brings that humour into it, which I think is such a skill and it's so difficult to do. I think the natural thing is to put your barriers and your defences up and and cover up anything that was bad. But he fully puts it on show. He shows even his recent work, like where he trips up, you know, trips over his words, which I do all the time, and he laughs at it and it but it's huge and he makes lots of money (laughs) and he's happy and that's the main thing. Yep, so so I love him for that. And I love some of his lyrics. Yeah,
0: that's so interesting. I love that, like you kind of pointed out that he makes mistakes and yet he's still successful. Like it's not like success is the absence of, of mistakes. And I think exactly. that's what we think sometimes. We're like, oh, if I could just be perfect in every way, then I would be successful. Rather than you're learning something, you're trying, you're always going to make mistakes and the success can exist at the same time
1: absolutely and I think we're conditioned to think that we have to be perfect individuals we have to be flawless and do everything perfectly people are teaching this to us all the time society teaches it to us and it's just such a shame I think KSI really has it right Mm. which is why he's so successful because he doesn't let those little moments get to him he plows on through and he has a huge sense of humor about it and that's exactly the right attitude yeah yeah
0: I love this so much. Maria, I could talk to you all day. Um, We'll go and hang out and get coffee soon and we'll continue this conversation offline. But for now, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for choosing me to be your coach. And thank you for basically being so open and so willing to go there within our sessions. I'm so proud of who you are. I was always proud. I always thought you were an amazing person, but I... Yeah, it's been incredible to watch you grow. It's literally like my favourite thing in the world. So I just want to thank you
1: so much. Thank you so much. That's incredibly flattering. Um, Yeah, thank you. It's been a blast. Amazing.
0: So if there's, if anyone wants to come and hang out with you and follow your journey as you luxuriate and celebrate yourself, where can they find you?
1: I have an Insta account which is where i post all my makeup bits that's how oh, i like to express myself with art so if you'd like to follow me on there it's maria joe makeup
0: Yep, yeah, that's it amazing I've got it then fantastic okay everyone thank you so much for listening to the show please let maria know if anything that she has shared has resonated with you i'm sure it all has because it's gorgeous and if you are ready to sign up for coaching with me so you can experience just a tiny bit of the magic that Maria has described in this episode, do come and find me. I'm on Instagram at the Bold, or you can drop me an email if you're ready to get started at hel- hello at Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next week. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast you're gonna want to get in touch to coach with me one-on-one we take all of these concepts and materials apply them to your brain and your business so we can get you to your next level join me by going to www.kyramatthews.com forward slash next level that's www.kyramatthews.com forward slash next level to get your space to coach with me one-on-one. I can't wait to see you there.